This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, welcome everyone to another Wednesday night show. We're very, very excited. Today we have, we are dedicating B'zai Hashem Ba'atzlacha and Refuah Le Bluma Leia Bat Frumit. Frumit or Frumis B'zai Hashem Shishav Refuah Shleim Bekarov. Donated by Daniel Amar B'zai Hashem. He should have a Tzlacha. He's a fun and a good Shidduch B'zai Hashem. I know he's looking for one, so this year, hopefully, you'll uh, invite us all to the wedding. We'll invite the whole Tony Time family also. I'll make it big. You got, when you're doing something, you got to go big. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And of course, a big shout out to a, a very hashuv uh, uh, yid. He comes here, he says, I want to be hazek. That's what he tells me right now. He says, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I want to be hazek. I want to get stronger in the religion. I said, okay. I'm going to be your rabbi. This is going to be your place. Big shout out there. Shlomo. Ma'adam. Skelman Zvot Shlomo. Hashem, we're so lucky to have you and lucky to have everybody else as well. All right, boys, everybody's ready? Tzaddik! Everyone thought we didn't see you all day. All right. First, I want to start off with something called apathy and sympathy. Does anybody know the difference between sympathy and empathy? Anybody know? Sympathy is where a person sees something going wrong. He sees, ah, he feels bad. Let's say, for example, a good example. You see a person, he's, he's, uh, he, let's say he doesn't have friends. So you, 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 you feel bad for the guy. Ah, oh, Nebuch. The guy nobody likes him. He has no friends. So you feel bad. That's sympathy. Now, there's something called empathy, which is a higher level than sympathy which is that you don't only feel bad for the guy, but you actually go out and do something to help. You get the difference? To be a leader, you should just know, to be a leader, it's not enough where, oh, I feel bad. Oh, never. No, no. To be a leader, you have to have empathy. You have to go out of your way to help. Look at Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, if you look at him, See, every single thing where he became leader, look at what he did. First, he sees an Egyptian fighting with a, 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 a Jew. What does he do? See, he doesn't feel bad. Oh, the, the Egyptian's getting, uh, the, the Egyptian's beating up the Jew, and he says, I feel bad for the Jew. What does he do? Goes out and helps out the Jew. It, he helps out the Jew. Like, it says in the Pasuk. What does it say in the Pasuk last week? It says, Vaigdal Moshe. Right after it says, Vaigdal Moshe, it says, what does it say? He went out to help his brethren. That's the gdula of, of a human being. What does it say? But Pasuk, it says over there, Pasuk, Perek Bet, Pasuk Yud Aleph. Vaigdal Moshe. Moshe gets older. Vayetze Elehav. You know what it means, Vaigdal Moshe? It means that Paro put him up in charge and says, you are going to be in charge. You're going to be in my household, something hashuv. And you know, he could have said, look, I'm in the palace. I'm hashuv. Look at me. Shuf Anna. See what I'm doing. See how great I am. And he could have just stayed in the palace and not go out to his brothers. But you know what the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu was? He had all the glory. And he says, Now I'm going to go help my, help my brothers. Now I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not just sitting looking pretty over here. No. I'm going to go out, and that's the Gdullah Moshe. What does it say again? Vaigdal Moshe. It says, 
Paro, what does it mean, Megdam Moshe? Paro made him uh, somebody big in his palace. Oh, he didn't have arrogance. He said, I'm now going to go down and I'm going to help. He's going to go to help his people. You know, one time they had a survey. They had like a question asked. If you had three guests to pick, you, you're on top of the world, you're famous. You have three guests to pick on your table. Any guests in the past, in the future, anybody. Who was the three? Who would you, who would you pick? And you saw people writing, Abraham Isaac Yaakov. Uh, one said uh, Moshe Aaron uh, Yosef. One said David Shlomo. And, uh, and uh, uh, everybody said something else. But one person said, if I was so hashuv and I could invite anybody to my house, I'll invite the orphan, the almana, the gay, bring them to my house. Why? Sometimes an orphan doesn't have a father or a mother, whatever it is, and you bring him to your house. Wow! wow. Oh, but look, I have the ability to, to, to invite anybody. Uh, you, you gave me a choice. What does he do? Let me see who is going to need it. I'm not just having sympathy, I'm having empathy. I'm not just feeling bad, but I'm actually going out and doing something about feeling bad about them. Yeah, people feel bad about things. Oh yeah, I feel bad. Nebuch this guy, nebuch this girl, whatever it may be, right? So now you go out and you say to yourself, how can I be of help? How can I help? What can I do? Now again, girls help the girls, the boys help the boys. You know, now I got here's this. Oh, the rabbi said I have to help the girl. I have to. No, it doesn't work like that. You know why? There's two. You cannot mix in. You cannot mix in. You have to be very, very careful. And a Can't play games like that. The boys with the boys. The girls with the girls. That's what happened. Who was mekareh? Who brought back the Jews? The boys, the men. Abraham Avinu brought back the men. Who brought back the woman? Sarah who went ahead and brought back the woman. So there's sympathy, you, have, you feel bad, and there's empathy. Now listen to this, what Rabbi Yonatan Aibishit says. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. It's a beauty. He says like this. Yonatan Aibishit says, if you look, Paro, take Paro, right? What does he do? He says the Levi'im, the whole tribe of Levi, the whole tribe of Levi, you don't, have to be the slaves. Correct? Yes or no? The whole tribe of Levi, did they have to be the slaves? Yes or no? Who knows? Huh? They did not have to be. Now the question is why? Why did Paro say that these tribe don't have to be slaves? And the answer Rabbi Yonatan says is, because he knew, Paro knew, that who is going to be the leader of the Jewish people from the tribe of Levi. And he says, who is the only people, who is the only people that is going, if you're a leader, the way, like we just said, is to be a leader is what? Is to go out and to see what's needed and not just to feel bad about it, but to physically help. You know, there was a very, very big leader in our community. His name was I Shalom. I Shalom. Anybody ever hear of I Shalom? He was a very famous guy. Allah Shalom. In the community. And uh, a very famous man. And he, before tissues were ever created, 
before tissues. You know, do you have tissues? There wasn't ever tissues. Tissues, somebody created tissues. What did they have before tissues? Handkerchief. Handkerchief. And the handkerchief, they would use, you know, now some people, they walk into the wedding, they have a handkerchief like this, and look how shooby dooby, this, this, that. But back, back in the day, they had a handkerchief to blow the nose. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, I should be. Listen, can I, can I use that for a second? I need to blow my nose. You know what I'm saying? They had it for the blow nose. That's what they had. They had the handkerchief. That was the handkerchief. And he was in the handkerchief business. People came in. And people started a business. And they said, oh, by the way, this guy, he, he's coming in the business now. He, he's starting to go. He's, he's, he's a competitor. You know what he did? He was the highest, he was the biggest, biggest guy in the, in the whole industry of, of, of handkerchiefs. So imagine now you have a competitor, what do you do? Maybe you'd say to yourself, oh, I got to squash him. I can't let him get better. You know what he would do? Come, my friend. What's your name? Yitzhak? Yitzhak, come. Any help that you need to get any type of goods from anywhere in the world, I have the connections, I'll take care of you. You hear what I mean? They came over to him. Said, what are, you, what are you doing? How are you doing that? He says, I have to help my people. I'm going to help my people. That's what I'm going to do. You think Hashem is going to take away Parnassah from, from what I'm doing because I'm helping another Jewish person get in business? Does that make sense to you? That being the case, I'm not just going to have sympathy. Oh, I feel bad. He's starting a new business. I feel bad. He doesn't know what to do. No. He had empathy. And he said, I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to go to you. Oh, I heard you starting the handkerchief. He didn't call him, oh, let me, let me buy you out. Oh, let me squash you. Me, why are you doing that? Go into a different industry. No. He says, no problem. No problem. Let me help you out. If you need anything, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. There's enough handkerchief to go around the whole world. Don't worry. I'll, I'll help you. No problem. You know what kind of mensch you have to be for that? That's leadership. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu did that, exactly that. And Paro understood that a leader has to be the one that's going to have the empathy. And when does a person have the empathy? You know when? When he, usually, usually, when he feels the other person's situation. I'll give you an example. There was one time, a man, and uh, he was collecting money. It was actually a very great man collecting money for poor people that didn't have coats, didn't have jackets. You have a jacket, Baruch Hashem, you walk out, it warms you up. Does the, Teddy, does the jacket warm you up or is Hashem warming you up? Well, who's warming you up, Teddy? Hashem, Hashem you have the jacket. Hashem said, but I'll warm you up. Sometimes, you know, when you walk out, Teddy, and say the truth, when you walk out, sometimes you're wearing the coat and you're still freezing, yes or no? But I thought your jacket's supposed to warm you up. Huh? So what's going on? The Hashem warms you up, right? That's what happened at the end, right? right, right? That's what we have to believe. It's a, it's a, Hashem wants to see that I'm covering you up. I'm making you warm. In any case, what happens? I'll tell you what happens. So this man knocks on the door and says, uh, he, he opens up, Wow, how are you, Mr. So-and-so? What are you doing here? He says, you know what I do? I, uh, I collect money for the poor. He says, oh, wow, how can I help you? He says, I need you to come outside for a minute. He says, I'm going to come outside? It's freezing outside. What, are you kidding me? One second, let me go get my jacket. He said, no, 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 come out, one, just one minute, just come outside, I want to talk to you. He says, okay, yeah, no problem. He walks outside. 
Shazdov, please, Shazdov. He says, okay, shuts the door. Now he's outside. Him and him is outside. And they're talking. And then he's going three minutes, four minutes. And he, and he says, he says, I'm freezing over here. What's going on? Let me, let me go back in my, uh, my house. What are you doing? He says, now nah, I'll tell you. You feel the bitter? You feel the cold? He says, yes. He says, now let me ask you something. There's poor people that don't have coats. I'm collecting money for, to buy them a coat. Can I have? He says, take my money, Mechavot. It's freezing. Let's... You know why? The person was smart. He said, let me show you how it feels. Now you feel the, the chill. You feel the bitter cold. And now you feel the bitter cold. You see how it feels? Now you could not have sympathy. Not just feel bad. But you act on it. Not only do I feel bad for the guy who doesn't have a coat, I'm going to give the guy money to go buy a coat. Empathy. So how do, how do you do it? He said, you have to be in that person's shoes to feel his pain so you know how to help. Look at the genius of what Paro wanted to do. He said, I know that Shevet Levi from Shevet Levi is going to come out a leader. The leader that's going to save the Jewish people. So if that's the case, the whole tribe of Levi, I'm not going to make them slaves. You know why? Because if I make them slaves, they'll feel the pain of slavery. And what are they going to do? They're going to feel the pain of slavery. The leader of the Levi is going to go out and help them. So therefore, I got to make sure that he doesn't feel that pain. So you guys, Levi, you guys, what are you guys going to be the leader? None of you are working. So you don't feel the pain of the other person. And therefore, since you don't feel the pain of the person, you will never enact on it. How great was Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, I feel the pain even though I'm not in this situation. I'm not working, I'm not a slave, I'm in the palace of Pharaoh, but I still feel the pain of my brethren, and I'll go out and I'll go help them. Hear that? That's a leader. This is a leader. When he goes out, he says, what can I do to help? Not just feel bad. Go out, go out, go out. Somebody called me this week, and I feel now I'm remembering, and I, I'm giving the shiro over now, I'm feeling bad. Guy called me up, he says he's struggling out of his brains. And he's like, I can't get this, and I can't get that. And he called me up, and I, and I helped him. I helped him. But then he called me back up, it didn't go, it didn't this, it didn't that. And I should have helped him. I should have went beyond, a little bit more. Now I'm thinking about it as I'm talking. Why? It was just a sympathy. But if you're, you're in that first position, you have to be like, Moshe Abedon, wow, this I got to have empathy. I got to see what I can do to help the other person out. It, but but it, real, real. And that's why Paro was smart. He says, I'm not going to make these guys work because then they're going to feel that and they're going to save the Jewish people. A lot of them not. But Moshe Rabbeinu was on a higher level and he says, even though I don't feel the Jewish people's pain, I still feel the pain and I still go out and I'll still go help them. You hear that? That was the first lesson tonight. We're doing one more lesson. Everybody got that clear? Everybody got that clear? Remember the, remember the lesson that we said tonight with the story with the jacket? Remember the empathy with the story of what? Of the story of Aishalem. How he went, he went out to help the other person. He didn't just feel bad. Oh, he's going to start with, you know, he went out, let me help you out. It's a crazy lesson to be learned. It's an awesome lesson to be learned. Now, the second lesson for tonight. Listen good what I'm telling you. The second lesson from tonight. And that is, the Pasuk says, Vaidaber Elohim el Moshe Vayomer Elav Ani Adonai. Now, Vaidaber is always Lashon of what? Kashe. It's always like the bed, the boot, strong. Vayomen is always light. Elohim is always what? Deen. Yudke Vavke is always Rahamim. 
The name of Amonai is mercy. The name of Elohim, Elokenu, is always judgment. So there's a contradiction in the Pasuk. It says, Vaidabel Elohim El Moshe, Vayomer Lav, Ani Adonai. So wait, what's, what's going on over here? Hashem, first you say that you are strict, then you say that are um, merciful. Which one are you? Are you strict or are you merciful? What's going on? There's a contradiction. I'm telling you, you hear it or no? Let me give you the answer. You ready for the answer? I'll tell you. What happens? Hashem tells Paro, this is the first Pasuk in this week's parasha. Hashem tells Paro, Paro, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go out and, I mean, Hashem tells Moshe, go to Paro and get the Jews out. So what does he do? He goes to Moshe and he tells, Moshe tells Paro, by the way, Hashem wants me to get the Jewish people out. And Hashem told Moshe earlier that you should just know they aren't going to listen necessarily. They are not going to listen necessarily. He's not going to listen. In the beginning, you should know. Hashem warned Moshe. By the way, you should know, you are not, you are, I'm telling you in advance that he's not going to listen. He's not going to let the Jewish people go. What happens? Moshe, Paro goes to Moshe and Paro tells Moshe, I mean, Hashem t- Moshe tells Paro, Paro, please, let the Jewish people go. What does Paro do? Does anybody know what Paro does? He says, you're asking me the Jewish people should go? Now I'm going to make them work even harder. Now I'm going to make them work even harder. What's the first reaction? Moshe goes back to Hashem. Hashem! I made it worse for my Jewish people. I love my people. I have empathy. I'm going after them to help them. And now it came worse. Hashem, come on. It's worse. It became worse. What is going on? At that moment, it's brought down. The Malachim wanted to kill Moshe. You, you, you're speaking against Hashem when you quit? Come on. Hashem says, whoa, relax. Relax. Let me speak to Moshe. And you know what he tells Moshe? Vayomer elav ani amunai. Tells him, I am Rachamim. You think it's Din, the Elohim? You think I'm going Elohim? I'm really Rachamim. Eh? How is this Rachamim? Can anybody in this room explain to me how is this mercy that Hashem is making them work even harder and it's more merciful for them? Anybody can explain to me how is it merciful? I'm going to tell you the answer. How many years were B'nai Sale supposed to be in Egypt? 400. 400. How many years did they go out of Egypt? 210. There's supposed to be 190 years. What happened to those years? You know what happened? I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what happened. What happened was, Hashem says, there's a certain suffering that has to go on. If I give it to them even harder, it'll be considered as if they were working for 400 years. So therefore, what does Hashem do? Hashem says, Moshe, you're going to go. And... 
Paro is going to say, no, 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 I will not let, my, let them go. And they're going to make, he's making them work harder. And since this is making them work harder, that will take off some years of slavery. Hear what's going on over here? That's going to take some years off of slavery. Why? Very simple. You know why? Because, very simple because, why? They already got the pain and the suffering. Since they got the pain and the suffering already, they don't need it anymore. So is that good or bad? Imagine you have a worker. Imagine, you have, you imagine you're a worker. And, and all of a sudden, your friend sees you. Your job is from 9 to 5. He comes in at 12. He sees you working like a dog. What's going on? You're working so hard. He's going crazy. He says, yo, why are you working so hard? And he tells him, listen, 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 listen. I have a deal with my boss. If I finish this work, I get to go off early. So if I finish it, I'm almost done. I need one more hour. So what would you rather? Leaving work at four, five or leaving work at one? I'd rather leave work at one. So he's working very, very hard. Is that good or is that bad? It's good. He gave me a good deal. Same thing. Hashem is telling Moshe in this pasuk. In the beginning, he tells Moshe, Moshe, yeah, you feel this is deen, right? You feel this is very, very strict, right? But be careful. Why? Because I need Hashem. I'm not deen. I'm Rahamim. I'm Rahamim. And this is exactly what happened in this week's parasha, in this week's thing, in right the first pasu. You know why? In the beginning, yeah, it's Elohim. You look like it's Deen. At the end, it's Ani Amunai, it's Ola Hamim. It's the same thing, in our, it's a lifelong lesson that we have to learn from. In life, in our lives, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. Now, you might not see, you might feel that, oh wow, this is very, very hard, this is what's going on. But you have to know that everything is what? Rachamim. Everything is what? Merciful. There is no bed, that can, there's no bed from Hashem. It doesn't, doesn't exist. In this, in this world, there's Baruch Dayan HaEmet. Right? The true judge. But in the true world, in the next world, there'll only be one Berachah. You know which Berachah it's going to be? Baruch HaTov VeHammetiv. The one who does good, who is good and does good. Because Borei Olam, there's nothing bad that will ever come out of Borei Olam, ever. It's not bad. Even when the person, let's say you have, you have the person getting, getting, Hashem is, he's giving him the most, whatever it may be, he's giving him kapara, he doesn't have to, doesn't have to do anything. The, the Gemara in Mesechet Ta'anit says, listen to me, El emunah ve'en avil. Tzadik ve'yashar hu. And the Pasuk, the Gemara continues. Be'yad ko adam yachtom. And the Pasuk continues. Later on it says that everybody is going to say Hashem is so righteous. He's exact to the point. What does it mean? Now let me explain. Ke'el emunah. The Gemara says, just like the Sha'im will get punished in the next world for every small sin, Sadiq will get punished even for the small sin. What? Well, in this world. He doesn't have to suffer in the next world. 
the next world is, ooh, the suffering, you see Yaakov Avinu, when he thought Yosef died, you know what she says on the spot? You know why, why he was scared? He was saying, oh my goodness, I had a promise from Hashem that if no child of mine would pass away in the lifetime, I won't see Pnei Gehinam. And now he said, am I going to have to see Pnei Gehinam? Because my son passed away. Ay, that's what he was crying about. He didn't want to see, he could see how much the punishment is. And Hashem says, Hashem says, the punishment won't be over there. I give you kapara. What's a kapara? You go to the store, you're buying a sandwich, you're putting your, you think in your pocket, you're taking money out. How much is it? You know, you're pulling out a $15. So you're pulling out a 20 Oh, pulled out a dollar. Put your hand back in. Oh, you pulled out a five. Oh, you pulled, oh, oh, 10 Ah, back. And then all of a sudden you get to 20 Now you say to yourself, come on. Each one is kapara. Is that good or is that bad? Hashem is wiping you down clean, Habibi. The next time, what are you going to say? Is that good or is that bad? Tell me, is that good or is that bad? Beautiful. It's beautiful. Should I tell you, I was by Chacham Obadiah Yosef Shi'ur. I heard it from his mouth himself live. Live. Listen, 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 listen. Live, listen what he said. He said a story, I'm telling you, from Hamadiyah Yosef's mouth, he told, I heard it live. I was in the shiur. And he said, what was one of the happiest days of the Abed Haim's life? He was smiling and smiling and smiling and smiling and smiling. Rabbi, why are you smiling? Rabbi, why are you smiling? What, what, what is the level of Abed Haim was in? He said, oh, You saw that or no? Ah. You saw that or no? Anybody saw that? Dachilak, dachilak. Now you know something that's going on in July. The, the ash is on fire, right? What does it say? ash. What is that song? ash. What is it one? You don't know which one. You know which one or no? ash. Which one is that? The one Shwaki sings. Ash? What is it called? That, how do you sing it? Whatever, I don't know. Anyway, let's go on. So now what happens? What's, why is he so smiling? They ask him, why are you so smiling? Oh, you know why I'm smiling? Why, 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 why are you so happy? He says, because today I tripped over my coat, rolled down some stairs, and I saw a group of, uh, they were at recess, and they were pointing at me, and they were laughing. They're kids, they don't know. He says, you know how much kapara I got? Cleanse, though. Para, cleanse. Cleanse! No bad from God! There'll never be any bad from God! And that's why it's the best cleansing process! One guy, one guy told me, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. So I said, I know you. When you were, I know you. I know exactly who you are. I know exactly what you did. Yeah, you did chuva, but you did so much. I, know, I told him straight up. You did so much bad. I told him straight up. I said, you did, I know what he did, because I'm his friend. So it was like a type of a duo, you know? You want to talk? Let's talk. Boom, boom, boom. I was giving it to him. Ah! And as I was giving it, I was telling him, I was like, what, you think Hashem's forgetting? You, I know what you did. 
How many fights you, how many eye, black eyes you gave to people? I, I saw. You're right, you're right. I'm not saying not. He's a tzaddik. Now this boy's tzaddik. Now this boy's tzaddik. I want to just tell you he's tzaddik. So, so now, okay, a little bit, uh, so now he's a little bit uh, painful. I said, be careful, don't worry, Hashem's giving kapara. It's fine. But I'm, my point I'm trying to bring out is that there's no bad from God. It's impossible there will be no bad from God. Doesn't exist. It's only a tova metif. It's only a tova metif. And you might think, oh, what's going on? What's going to be? What's happening? Hashem knows what He's doing. And He knows more than you know. He knows more than you know. And guess what? He loves you more than you love your own self. You love yourself. I love myself. You love yourself. Maybe, maybe you guys don't love yourself. I love myself. You love yourself. Oh, it's, do you love yourself? Yes or no? I can't hear you. You're a lot or a little bit? What do you think? Depends on the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ketash, you love yourself or no? I love myself. I really love myself. You know? I love myself. Myself, you always love. Right? Oh, today I don't love myself? You always love yourself. Hashem loves you more than you love yourself. That means whatever you love, Hashem loves it more and He's going to do better for you. I was saying a story. At one time, I had a friend, he went to the bank and he was going to give a deposit to the bank. And he walks into his, he's, he's, he's with the bank. We're going to, uh, he walks into the bank. As he walks into the bank, what happens? He says like this, the teller, the bank teller, obnoxious, disgusting, like really bad. So he took his money and he says to the bank teller, right now I'm closing up my bank account. I'm done with this bank. Because she was so obnoxious. She said, I don't know why she's so obnoxious. I'm out of this bank. He went to another bank. He was taking out a mortgage. He went to another bank and the mortgage rate, let's say, is like 4%. In this bank, he got it for 3 And he just went to another bank. He's always loyal. Because she was obnoxious. He got a 3%. He saved thousands of dollars, and at the time he's saying, obnoxious, she, oh, the Hashem made it that way, so he could save thousands of thousands of dollars without the bank. So was that good or bad? It was amazing. Now you go look at it. You know the famous story, right? Famous story was, there was a very, very loyal, loyal worker, and this loyal worker, he, he was working for a very big, very big businessman, a goy. So the goy, not you guys said, listen, I got to go this week, but I have another person that's going to be in charge. I have a manager. Who is this manager? This other person. So the other person, he's the manager, and now the next day he sees the Jew. He says, oh, you're not working hard enough. Come over here. I'm going to teach you a lesson. You wasted this time? Come over here. Take off your shirt. Takes off your shirt. Takes a whip. Tah! One, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now go work. Now go work. What is this? The guy, it's crazy. The guy starts. It's 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 a, it's a parable, by the way. It wasn't just not a true story. So he goes to work, goes to work, goes to work, goes to work, goes to work. The whole week is working. Finally, the other boss, the non-Jewish guy, the real boss, comes back. He says, "What happened?" And he sees the Jewish guy crying. Says the man, and the manager left. Says you, the manager that you gave, gave me. He, he hit me 10 hits, 10 hits. 
Ay, my back. Let me see. Takes off his shirt. He says, one, two. Ay, I feel so bad for you. Oh my goodness. For every one of these hits, I'm going to give you right now a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, a million dollars. He's coming home for every hit. He's coming home with ten two bags of uh, suitcases. He goes back home, and now he's going back home to his wife, and he starts crying. So, honey, what's going on? He goes, what's the code to this? He says, oh, uh, five three one. Open the five three one five three one. Oh, you brought him a million dollars, great! And you see the guy crying and crying and crying. He says, I wish you would be another time. Ah! You understand what's going on? So therefore, sometimes we'll have a little bit of inconvenience. I'm, par- I'm trying to find parking. Ah, I had to circle around. Oh man, I'm right by the parking. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, that car is going out. As soon as we have to go back, somebody goes in. Chuk- Ah, oh, man, I just missed it by one. Say Everything is good, Dachilak. Everything is good. You order something from, the, from, from outside, let's say a restaurant, all of a sudden they, they, they bring it to you, they put it down, oh, and they forgot to, to put the, the spicy mayo sauce. Ah, oh, Everything is good, Habibi. Everything is good, Dachilak. You understand what the lesson is over here, over here? They thought, they ju- the Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu was thinking, oh my goodness, what's going to be? I came to save them, and then what happens? They made them work even harder. Hashem, what's going on over here? Hashem says more, Hashem does Moshe, Moshe. Ani Amonai, I am full of mercy. Ani Yudke I am full of mercy. You know why that has to be? Because I'm going to save them 190 years of slavery. Is it worth it now or no? Of course it's worth it. Work a little harder, big deal. Work just a little bit harder. And that's our life lesson. Tonight's Shi'or, we have two great lessons. And that is, first one is what? Don't just have sympathy. Have empathy. Look what Moshe Rabbeinu did. He didn't just feel bad. Oh, let me. He went out and he helped. What can I do? If you can, you can't. But if you can, let me see what I can do. How can I help? Empathy. How can I help? Yeah, go in. And the second thing is what? In the beginning it says, Elohim. At the end, what is it saying? We said it's a contradiction. You know what's happening over here? The first Elohim is Deen. It's judge, strict judgment. Moshe says, Hashem, you're judging them. What's going on? You're judging them. You, you really made them work even harder. At the end, Hashem says, no. This hard work is, I'm all full of Rahamim. I'm all full of mercy. Everybody knows the famous story about Rabbi Akiva. Everybody knows. I won't even repeat. You know the famous story about Rabbi Akiva with the donkey and the candle and the rooster. And he was going in from town to town. Nobody let him in. And finally he had to go back over there. And then the rooster died. And then the, 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 the donkey died. And then the candle died. He said, oh, what's going on? He said, everything Hashem you do is good, is good, is good, is good. And all of a sudden the next day when he came back to town, what happened? City got raided. Exactly. City got raided. He would have got, got hurt from bandits. And now, wow, 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 you saw Hashem, how good he is, because there's no bad, there's no bad. This is this, there's no bad, there's no bad, there's no bad. <laughs> when you know that, you live the best life. You're sitting there, hadid, nobody can touch you, 
Nobody can bother you. Nobody. Oh yeah, this guy? Okay, it's not him. He's just a puppet from Hashem. That's it. He insulted me, Rabbi. He insulted me. He called me a name. Oh, he called you a name. And what's going to be? You're going to melt? You're going to I'll never forget one day, I was in, it was a very hard test for me. I'm telling you, it was a very hard test. I'm not going to even go through it. I'm not going to go through it. But the bottom line is, everybody has the answer. The answer is this pasuk. You want to know what challenges? This is the pasuk. Ani Amonai. Hashem is full of mercy. And that's our job in life. To know anything that happens to you. I'm going to just tell you one last story before we end. And this is the last thing I'm going to tell you. And that is, I remember, I try as much as I can to train my kids to say everything Hashem does is good. Gamzula Tova. One kid of mine, she lost her shoe. She's a kid, eight-year-old. She lost her shoe. She was flipping out. Ah, I just got a shoe. Da, 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 da. I said, did you say Gamzula Tova? She said, no. Say it now. She looks up Hashem. Gamzula Tova. She goes upstairs. She finds her shoe. You know what I told her? When you believe in Hashem, that it's good, Hashem says, you change the deen, you change the strict judgment to the Hamim. Because you said, you change that, then Hashem says, now, you're going to see the mercy, right now. That's why we're not going to be angry. You understand what I'm saying, Tomer? Yeah. Soak it in, Dachilak. You hear what's going on? When you say those words, I remember one time I lost my jacket. I know, oh, I have to tell you this story. Why, 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 why? This is crazy. This happened last year. I have the boy. I have it recorded on my phone. I was giving a shiur about this. There was a boy. He was in eighth grade. Listen to this. He told me he had to take a certain something in his pocket he had. Unfortunately, he lost his father. And he had something sentimental value in his pocket, in his jacket pocket. It was the winter in his jacket pocket. And I remember, he's, this is a story going back last year. It was 11.30 at night, 12 o'clock at night. Bottom line is, we were in the shul. He walked out. He forgot it. 11 o'clock at night, he comes back. The shul, 11.30 was closed. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. He was going on this door, that door, that door. All of a sudden, he says, Hashem, Hashem, Kamzule Tova, and there's nobody but you, everything is good. All of a sudden, everything changed. Somebody was walking by. What do you need? You know the shul? He says, Yes, I'm part of the. You know, I'm part of uh, the situation over here. I know the shul. I'm one of the main guys over here. Oh my goodness, I need my code. He says, no problem. I'll give you the code. I said, you know why that happened? Because you took it in. You changed it when you said everything is good. You changed it to good, Dachilak. You know what's going on? This is the lesson we're learning tonight. Things happen. This is the best thing. I said, oh, you believe in me? I'm going to change it to Hami right on the spot. Have a great day. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.